Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Savage Snowflake Podcast with Jeff Leach, produced by Vigilante Productions. For more content, check out youtube.com slash TV. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the first ever episode one of the Savage Snowflake Podcast. Uh, it's, it's your boy, Jeff Leach, here on a brand new platform, YouTube, uh, broadcasting live. The show does go out live every single week. If you want to be part of it, head yourself over to youtube.com slash TV. That's J-E-F-F-L-E-A-C-H-T-V. If you want to join in with the live conversation. Uh, this is the kind of a unique podcast, I think, the fact that we do have guests, except the only guest that is here is you. You are the guest. I want to hear your opinions. I want to hear what you have to say about the subject matter we're going to talk about on the Savage Snowflake podcast. Now, obviously, I am the Savage Snowflake. That's, that's my role here. That's what I do. I'm, I'm, I consider myself a, a left of middle liberal stand-up comedian uh, who espouses the enlightenment equality is going to bring to this world, whilst also sticking it to the SJWs and the alt-right regressives in equal measure. Uh, Effectively, I want this podcast to act as a way of uh, reminding you that you don't have to be some kind of overt oppressor from either the left or the right wing, you know? There's still a huge amount of us, a huge army, shall we say, of people with some balance in both their minds and their political outlooks who are sitting around the middle. And I'm just to the left of that middle. So I'm going to use this podcast as a, as a place to basically take down what I think seems to be the most ludicrous facets of both the left and right wing. And also just talk about dicks as well. Because, you know, comedy. Um, first of all, thank you very much who's come across from uh, my Twitch viewership. I know that you would have been watching me for a couple of years on Twitch. I built up a quite a nice community there, about 28,000 people. And recently, I got permabanned. I got kicked off Twitch. I'm now on YouTube gaming live, which is yeah, a step in the right direction. I think it's going to be it's going to be a positive thing for all the comedy. Uh, a lot of people wondering why I got kicked off. I got kicked off for breaking the rules, basically. I'm a rule breaker. You can't hold me back. I made some mistakes. I said some things I shouldn't have done on that particular platform, whether I should or should have said them in life in general, is a completely different conversation and a debate we'll probably get into, maybe even over the course of this podcast. But yeah, I'm here, I'm alive, it's all good. There's, there, we live in a very uh, oppressive age right now. And I don't mean oppressive in terms of, like, I'm not, I'm not talking compared to the, uh, the period of American history <laughs> denoted by the slavery uh, of, of, of black people. That's, that, that was oppressive. I'm not talking about the, uh, you know, the period of history across the globe where you know, women are subservient creatures to men in all single facets of their life and only there as childbearers. That's oppressive. What I'm talking about is uh, verbal oppression. We're not allowed to talk. We're not allowed to say things. We're not allowed to offend people. And it's kind of getting out of control, in my opinion. I don't know. You tell me what you think. It's hit a point now where I've just seen a dear friend of mine, a uh, comedian called Aaron Berg, who, in light of the whole social climate of uh, sexual harassment charges being thrown out against anyone that it will stick with, um, some people who absolutely, clearly, and vehemently deserve the punishment they're getting and the end of their careers, some people who have done some pretty perverted shit, um, but there's still a debate open as to whether they should lose their entire career over it, and other people who haven't actually done anything wrong, but have just been caught up in a... uh, I guess a social movement, which could be led by people who are lying about what's happened to them. This is where we're at. It's hard to differentiate the dross of indifference between the the people who are actually legitimately trying to stand up for a wonderful movement that stops people treating them like shit, and some people who are just using this to capitalize, to get some kind of fame, some kind of notoriety, to feel some relevance, and to encourage the idea, exactly, talk for fear-mongering. That's the way it goes. Talk Folks, a member of my chat right now. Like I say, you can join this conversation live if you want. Uh, you guys who are listening to it in podcast format, thanks for downloading it. But, you know, get yourself over here. Come and be a part of the live event. I mean, uh, here's, here's the deal, right? I'm a liberal, left-wing guy. That is my political and moral and ethical standpoint. I would like to see everyone in the world be treated as equal people. Everyone. I don't care your gender, your sexuality, the color of your skin, the religion that you follow. The class that you live within, although rich people can go fuck themselves until I become one of them, obviously. <laughs> obviously, fuck the rich. Like the wealthy, get fucked until I become one of those 
rich, elite Hollywood types, in which case then fuck poor people, you smell, you're disgusting, get a job. What's wrong with you? Work harder. Maybe if you'd educate yourself better. And I'm not talking about education at university or school. I'm talking about life education. Education of the streets. The, the school of hard knocks. Anyway, clearly I haven't reached that point, so I'm still one of the poor people. Uh, so fuck the wealthy. But here's the deal. I want to see the world live in that kind of way, uh, inclusive, in equality of all people. However, I'm also fed up of giving everyone a voice. Because guess what? A huge amount of people are fucking dumb. <laughs> like this is this is this is the world we live in. You see it every single day. I know that you listening to this podcast right now, you my friend, have been out and you have witnessed some incredible moronic behavior, just next level idiocy in your day-to-day life. It might be when you're queuing up just to pay for your groceries at the store. It might be when you're in a queue for the bank. It might be at the airport as someone's trying to find their details. It's You just witness dumb people doing dumb shit all the time. It might be when you're at school. You've heard someone answer and a question with an inane answer that, that clearly isn't based in truth or facts or historical knowledge. It might be when you're out and about and someone expresses an opinion that is dumb. This is what I'm talking about. There are, there are dumb opinions. There are dumb people. And, and opinions are like assholes. Um, there's, there's, there's very few of them that I find palatable. Now, I'm not knocking eating the booty like a grocery. I believe that's what the young people call it. I, I'm just saying we've hit a point now where everyone has an opinion, thanks to the internet. GG's internet providers. Well done, guys. Good games. You have provided every moron with a platform and an outlet to have an opinion. And, and I'm including that. I am one of those morons. Fortunately, I'm just mildly more amusing and uh, a little bit more eloquent than 90% of the other morons. But there was, a, there was a period of time, there was a day and an age where you couldn't just say whatever you wanted and put it out into the world. Like there was, there was legal process. If you were going to slander someone or say something about someone, you had, to, you had to jump through a few legal hoops first to prove, hey, that's what I'm saying, this dumb shit is true. That doesn't exist anymore. You just put it on the, your Casper. You just, you just stick it up on your internet. Casper Zom saying, Wobble baby, hey. Casper, I want you to be focused on the conversation we're having right here, right now, please. Okay? Here's the deal. People can just put anything they like out about anyone they like, and it sticks. Because it can get swept up in some kind of movement or some kind of social media justice warrior approach. There's, there's so many different ways that it can catch on. And... Uh, now, I, I'm all for taking down the worst facets of society. You know, when a hugely successful actor or comedian or politician is caught out for, I don't know, fiddling kids, raping women, doing horrendous shit to people that don't deserve it, of course, take those people down. Take those people down. But then it's when it becomes about a personal vendetta. That's when we're, that's when we're, we're, we're dangerously pushing ourselves towards... Some kind of, uh, I think, civil unrest. You see it already on the streets. You've got morons, right-wing, neo-Nazi fuckboys marching around with tiki torches. Guess what? I know that's freedom of speech. But I don't think these morons should have a platform. <laughs> like, what, when, did, when did we go, listen, you know, we have to respect the right of, of Nazis to express opinion. No, fuck off. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. you. You expressed an opinion <laughs> during, during, during a world war. And guess what? People decided your opinion sucked a fat dick. A fat, a fat circumcised Jewish dick. That's, that's what your opinion sucked. And, and GG's, you're gone. You're out of the world. You're, fucking, you're, you're out of here, Nazism. It's done. How does that, how does that come back into modern society? I, I, there was there was obviously those stories about um, about the the, the Nazi neo Nazi uh, speaker of the all right movement. It is effectively the same thing. Let's be real, effectively the same thing. I think there's very very little difference in a lot of those situations. Anyway, this guy got punched in the face on TV, and everyone was up in arms. This is not how society should behave. 
obviously the all right movement and the neo-nazis were all up in arms oh we're not allowed to express ourselves the people even even liberals on the left side went you know what i don't agree with his opinions but we should let him have fuck no 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 dumb guess what guess what if you go around espousing next level hatred of an entire people based on their race their religion their faiths if you go around espousing that hatred, you deserve to get punched in the fucking face. That, that's like, that, I'm, I'm 100% in agreement with that person that punched them. Am I going to encourage more people to go out and punch people in the face? Of course not. I, I, punching people is not a great idea. But guess what? If you're a neo-Nazi and you're going, hey, you know what? Fuck the Jews, man. <laughs> you deserve to get your jaw broken. And that's the only way that these kind of people stop saying that dumb shit. And, and, and let me use a very personal experience here, right? I got in lots of fights when I was a younger man. I got in scraps all the time. I'm a big guy. It was often over supporting smaller friends who were getting, you know, hassle from other big guys. Or it was because I was at the bar talking to a nice lady. And there's always, I mean, I got long hair, skinny jeans. I'm six foot four. I get it. I'm, I'm a very, I have a very punchable <laughs> face and character. And he's getting a lot of scraps, a lot of fights. And you know what stopped me being ever being the douchebag that would encourage a fight? Getting my ass handed to me. I think every every young, over-opinionated, arrogant shit should have their ass handed to them just once. Now, the parents are not allowed to do it anymore, obviously, because the moment you give your kid a smack on the bum, and I'm not talking about beating the shit out of your kid, I'm talking like a light smack on the bottom to say like, hey, don't be a dickhead, all right? This is what happens when you when you break the rules or you act like an arsehole or you shout at your grandmother or you, you, you kick that old lady in the shin or you stick gum in that your sister's hair. This is what happens. You get, there's, 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 a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a punishment that is fitting for the crime. You stuck gum in your sister's hair, light smack on the bum, boom. Done. Guess what? People can't do that shit anymore. You've got a whole generation of incredibly young parents raising young kids. So there's kids raising kids. They can't discipline them. They don't care. They're too busy, I don't know, eating the booty like, like groceries <laughs> and, and listening to Drake and, you know, trying to save up for a pair of Yeezys. That's, they're not out there disciplining their children. This is the problem. These kids grow up and they grow up into little assholes. Now, here's where I am going to flip the script a little bit because I, 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 I genuinely believe that you have a whole demographic of men. And I'm talking, I can only talk as a man because, believe it or not, despite my luscious curves and my silken long hair, I am, in fact, 100% male. Always have been, always will be. I check the goods. They're there. Boom. On point. I can only speak as a man. As a man, there's a lot of young men right now. White. Straight. Or so they say. Men who are feeling very displaced and uh, have a good reason. After thousands of years of like white dudes kind of fucking up the world a bit or fucking up other people's lives. Here's the deal. We have this whole argument between historical precedent. It was his, every, every nation in the world except uh, peaceful tribes and probably the Native American people, or, you know, indigenous tribes like that of a country. Pretty much every single nation has ransacked other nations. That's what we do. I think that humans are parasites. <laughs> like, like, hey, guys, uh, here's, I just want to give you a little, uh, little positive reinforcement. Uh, you're a parasite. And we drain anything good off the earth. That's what we do. We're like eating all the food. We're drinking all the water. We're overfishing the seas. We're draining the resources. We're burning them. We're cooking them up. And what we've done is, is, is set this to the president for how we behave. Because we're animals and we're predators. And we take on other animals and we dominate them. And we charge around the world doing that. And we've done that for all time. Now, it seems like white dudes have been the worst perpetrator of this. So going to people's countries, stealing their shit, killing their men, raping and pillaging, taking their women, selling people into slavery. We've, been, we've, done, we've, done, a, we've done a huge amount 
of bad shit in the world. I get that. Now, not me personally. I'm, 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 guess what? I've never, never, ever done any of those things. <laughs> I've never, never told a woman she doesn't have the right to vote. I've never sold, uh, you know, uh, an African person into slavery. I've never uh, carried out a hate crime on someone because of their sexuality. In fact, I'm the opposite of those things. Vehemently the opposite of those things. However, I get that right now, and I'm talking very recent history, the last few years, obviously the tables are turned. The script is correctly being flipped. People are being given the equality they deserve. People are given the chances that they deserve. People are being given the respect that they deserve. And as part of that movement, the outcome is now it's a chance for all of those different groups that have been persecuted to take down the persecutor. And in this case, the persecutor is white straight men, right? Me, I'm a white straight man. I am, I am the enemy right now, which is problematic for me and hard for me to comprehend because I consider myself an ally of any decent movement, any morally and ethically on point movement. I'm there, man. Yeah, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, women's marches. Yeah, let's do it. LGBTQ parades. Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. I want to be at these things. Of course I want to be at these things. You know? It's fucking beautiful. But here's the deal. It's hard for me to see that what I, at least aesthetically, sexually, gender-specifically represent is such a hated entity. It's fucked up. Don't really know what the what the outcome's going to be of it. It's kind of scary. What I've seen happen is for every guy like me who goes, hey, you know, it kind of sucks that uh, right now being a white straight dude is the worst thing you can possibly be. That sucks. I hate, I hate that. Of course I hate that. Just in the same way that I'm pretty certain every single one of my black friends would say that uh, being treated like you're a criminal just because of the color of your skin sucks. Of course it does. Being told that just because you're a woman, you can't get paid the same as your male counterparts, that sucks. Of course it does. Well, guess what? Being told that because I'm a white straight man, I'm the problem, that sucks. And I'm okay to say that. But I'm also a 33-year-old man who's lived around the block a little bit. He's got life experience, has a friendship group, and has had lovers uh, of a vast, um, diverse nature. You know? Dated plenty of women from all different races, religions, backgrounds. My friends are comprised of people of all different races, religions, genders, sexualities. And because of that, I get why what is happening right now is an important thing to be happening. What I also understand as an intelligent 33-year-old guy who can see how society is self-imploding to some extent is that I get why there's all these young, white, straight men going, oh, well, where do I exist right now? What, what do I do? Everyone hates me. Everyone's telling me I'm a piece of shit because I just expressed an offhand opinion about something and then it got blown up into a bigger thing that it wasn't and now I don't know where I exist. And then fucking idiots like the all-right movement come in and go, hey, bro, I get you, man. Come and, come and join us. Neo-Nazis, hey, are you fed up being told you're a piece of shit because you're white? Hey, come and join us. And if you're an uneducated simple-minded, dopey fucker, which, let's be honest, I think a huge amount of the world <laughs> falls under that category. Male, female, black, white, straight, gay, it doesn't matter. Like, there's, a, there's a huge amount of dopey, dumb fucks in the world. If you're one of those dopey, dumb fucks, you get led like, like a sheep. Like a sheep. You're sheeples. And you go, you know what? I'll, I'll, go, I'll go with these guys. They seem to get me. They seem to support me. I feel accepted there. That's all that happens. And when I, when I turn out, you know, I'm a huge in the video game community. You guys know that I'm a, a gaming personality. I host a lot of events, play a lot of video games. I stream regularly. I love playing video games. I think it's one of the most inclusive communities there is. I've made some of my best friends there of all different backgrounds. All different backgrounds. However, every time I turn on the area chat of a video game that's a multiplayer online video game, and I turn on that area chat so I can hear all the other players through the microphone, invariably, there's some kid shouting the N-word over and over and over and over again. There's another kid telling me that China's number one. There's someone else calling me a liberal fagtard because I'm like, hey guys, how's it going? Oh, shut up, you British liberal fagtard. I'm like, what? what? That was a bit... <laughs> How did that happen so regularly? You didn't even take me for dinner yet. How did you know? And why are these young morons saying this shit and acting out in these ways? It's because they're displaced. They don't know where the fuck to be. 
My, 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 I guess my, my, my opinion is we need to take down the establishments that have become acceptable to harm other people. That I'm in complete and utter support of. However, by marginalizing anyone who aesthetically uh, exists within that, that, that world, sorry, in this case, I'm talking about white straight men. That's all I can talk about. That's all I, I am. I think that's wrong too. In the same way that I wouldn't have an experience with a black guy or a lesbian woman or a transgender person that's negative and go, well, you know what? All black guys are like this. All lesbians are like this. All transgender people are like this. That's just dumb. That's a dumb way to look at the world. If you think that way, you're dumb. You know? You've got to make sure that certain facets of the people that you're taking down the ones that are good are, are encouraged to be be with you, to, to be supportive of you. I don't know. It's hard. It's like I want to almost go around and just organize young, white, straight men classes where I sit down and go, listen, you're going to get some shit, right? <laughs> you're going to get some, you're going to get some shit. And guess what? A lot of it is very, very warranted, all right? What we are, our people, generations before us have been fucking up the world for a long time, making everyone miserable. And it's okay that there has to be a reaction to that. It's happening right now. It's a social movement. It's global. And it's great. Just make sure, A, when someone says, white people are like this, or fucking white straight men, blah, 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 they, A, might not be talking directly about you. They're talking about a specific set, a specific set of that. But also, to the people that are doing that, i got to say, hey, listen, you want to be all for equality, all for, um, you know, uh, morally and ethically being on point, talking to people with respect and admiration and love, making people feel inclus inclusive in, the, in, in a global community, then guess what? You can't go around just categorizing all white straight men as a piece of shit. Don't do that. That's dumb. That's marginalizing people, which is exactly the thing that you and me are fighting against. The marginalization of people for their skin color, their gender, their sexuality. It's just dumb. It's hypocritical and I think it exists, you know, on both sides of the camp. That's the problem. This is where we're at right now. Here, look, here's, here's, here's a story that came out recently. I'm going to have to uh, click on my, on, my, um, on, my, uh, on my PC for a second. Okay. A comedian called Hari Kondabulu. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Hari Kondabolu, maybe. Let's try it again. A comedian <laughs> named Hari Kondabolu has explored the racism behind America's favorite quickie mart clerk. This is on Esquire.com, and it was in various other publications. And he's talking about Apu from The Simpsons. I haven't watched his documentary. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch it. But effectively, what he's saying, and this is, uh, quote, I, he says, I realize, he's talking about Apu here, and he's talking about the, uh, you know, the, um, the characterization of Apu in The Simpsons. He says, quote, unquote, I realized it was being used as a weapon. It was like, oh, no, the only thing we've got is bad and racist. That's when it gets tricky. So he's suggesting that Apu is a racist portrayal of an Indian chap in America. He's also suggesting that that cartoon and that characterization of his character within that cartoon is designed to hurt, marginalize, embarrass, and encourage hatred towards other, you know, Indian, Pakistani, Bangladeshi, brown skin members of the, uh, the American community, national community. And he's not seeing it as what I think it fucking clearly is. Which is a comedy character. A comedy character. Let me, let's, let's flip it around for a second. Homer Simpson and every other white character in there, which I mean, they're yellow, but we, you know, we know that's representative of a uh, majority white race within that world. Every other character in there is dumb as shit. They're dumb, they have addictions, Krusty the Crown is a, it, Krusty the Clown. Krusty the Clown is a is a drug addict alcoholic. Homer Simpson is borderline 
mentally deficient. I mean, not even borderline. I think he's, isn't he, don't they even address the fact that he is, he just has some kind of special needs in that show? He's a moron. Bart Simpson is a, is a, is a, is a rambunctious little shitbag who's causing trouble all the time. He's a, he's a delinquent. Marge Simpson. It almost comes across like a, not a battered wife, but like a, like a, a, a tired, tired, regressive, old school wife that barely ever stands up for herself and has to constantly clear up the mishaps of her idiot husband. Lisa Simpson is the only character in there who seems like a brilliant, progressive, intelligent young woman. Chief Wiggum is an idiot. His son is an idiot. Carl and Lenny are idiots. This is the point. Everyone is portrayed as an exaggerated, dumb caricature of what they are. Now, to suggest that there needs to be a national apology, which, by the way, the guy who... This is what upsets me, is this comedian who wanted to take on the Simpsons establishment and suggest that Apu is a horrendous racist rendition. Outside of the fact that I think that's bullshit, I think he's, a, he's, a, he's a, an exaggerated characterization, which has a lot of truth to it. You ever been into a corner shop? I was born in England, in London. Every single corner store, every single corner store in London is run by a Pakistani, Indian, Bangladeshi fella and his family. Every single one. And you know what? Every single one of those guys welcomes me, hello sir, with an Indian or a, well, so let's say Southern Asian accent. Every single one of them welcomed me into their shop. I bought stuff and then they go, thanks so much sir, see you again. That's how they do it in England. In America, please come again. Why is that bad? Why is that racist? It's encouraging business. It's showing, it's showing the business acumen that Asian people, and I'm talking both North and Southern Asian people, generally have over the Western world. There's a reason. There's a reason why everything is produced in Asia. Everything, every single thing. The microphone I'm speaking into right now, the monitors I'm looking at, the back end of the program you're using to download it from. The, the work ethic of Asian people is incredible. And that's why people make money in England if you're from Asia. Most of the wealthy people who are sending their kids to private schools, a lot, lot of Asian kids there. Guess why? Because they work their fucking ass off. Please come again, you're just encouraging business. He's not, he's not making out like a poo is, is an idiot. Apu never actually comes off as, as idiotic in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, Talk Fork in my chat right now is saying, except Mr. Burns. Well, let's look at Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns is an old, wealthy, rich guy. White, white. And he's incredibly wealthy. The most wealthy character in that show. And what's he painted as? excessively evil, like just the worst kind of person you could ever meet in your life. He's a horrendous piece of shit, Mr. Burns. He's just a blueprint of an average CEO. Exactly. Casper Zom in the chat right now. In the same way that Apu is a blueprint, an over-exaggerated caricature of the blueprint of a Quickie Mart, you know, a, a grocery store owner. A grocery mart owner. A, a gas station attendant Mart owner, like this is this is not. I don't I don't understand how this comedian can go. I live in the world, and I'm looking at people, and I'm not seeing that this is just a slightly exaggerated caricature of many characters I see in my life. It's not mean spirited. It's not racist. Then he was up in arms because the voiceover is done by a white voice actor. Guess what? Black voice actors have been voicing over white characters. White voiceover actors have been voicing over black characters and Asian characters. I'm pretty certain, pretty certain there's Asian voice actors right now dubbing over white actors in films. Here's the deal, it doesn't fucking matter. He's a voice actor. He wasn't booked because he was Indian like a poo. He was booked because he does four different characters on that show. 
and he could do multiple voices and he's talented at doing accents. Absolutely insane. Here you go, look, just to prove the point of what I said earlier on in the podcast. My moderators of this channel on the YouTube live, remember, if you want to check this out and you want to be part of the conversation live, just head to youtube.com slash TV. I record every Tuesday. It's going to be roughly noon. You can just check out, turn on notifications. That's the way to be told. But someone's coming to my chat right now with the username, the N-word. The username is just, you know, N, mm, and, uh, and, and it's just coming to the chat whilst I'm having this discussion. Posting racist stuff. This is the world we live in right now. This edgelord who's coming to my chat, this kid, because it's either a kid, it's either an 11-year-old who doesn't even understand the weight of that word and why it's such an abhorrent word, or he's a 30-year-old fuckboy just trolling because he's gone through his whole life, A, never getting the shit kicked out of him. He really needs a beating. Someone needs to, his parents should have just beaten the shit out of him once. Or some kids at school, when he was acting like a fuckboy and shouting racist shit, should have just punched him in the face and knocked one of his teeth out. Or he's never got laid. There's, there's two right reasons why you're that kind of an edgelord. I'm, oh, I'm going to troll the internet and write the N-word on a, on, a, on a podcast recording. I'll tell you the reason why. Because you've never had your dick sucked or you've never had your face caved in. That's, that's the reality. It's the only way that people act like that. Dumb. I love that you're proving my point, though, to this idiot in chat. Public outrage over a poo. Where's it going to fucking end? Like, where, where's it going to end? What else are we offended by? What else are we offended by? Here, I'll tell you what I'm offended by. Let's flip the script again. Don't want you guys to think that I'm just picking on the uh, social justice warriors. And a guy recently tell me in conversation that he uh he went to the uh he saw the gay pride parade in his hometown right saw a gay pride parade now i was like oh but you enjoyed it man it's a great time i've been to pretty much every gay pride parade in whatever major city i've been living in because i have a lot of gay friends uh, i have some lesbian friends as well and i also fucking love the events i love the events there's music there's glow sticks guys tell me my ass looks great in my jeans I get bought shots. Just got to make sure they're not roofied. The, the point is, though, I have like a, a, a dope time at Gay Pride Parade. You get to dance. You get to be happy. Everyone's positive. It's amazing. Certainly better than a, a soccer rally or an American football rally or a fucking Trump rally. People were happy at Gay Pride Parade. They're having a good time. They're dancing. It's... It was a conversation I had with this guy. He said, I, I went to the... Yeah, I went to Gay Pride Parade in my town. Cool. I bet you had a great time. He went, mm, not really. I take issue with it. If I, I just think it's indecent. I went, whoa, 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 whoa. Rewind. Why, why is it indecent to have a parade to celebrate your sexuality? What's indecent about that? Well, first of all, it's just for gay people, and that's you know that's not right. Blah blah blah. I said, well, hang on a second. Hang on a second. First of all, it ain't just for gay people. Trust me, brother, because I've been there. All right, I've taken a shot off the abs of a young. A young Puerto Rican boy who was winking at me. I've, 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 I've drank that shot. Thanks for the free shot. Am I going to suck your dick? No. But did you give me a shot? Yeah. Inclusive. Boom. Super inclusive. Secondly, this was what he said. This is what upset me. He goes, he goes, he goes also, he goes, look, I don't care what you do. I don't care you want, what you want to support. That's fine. You can have a parade. You don't have to include people. Fine. I get that. But you know what? All these guys running around with their dicks out naked everywhere with their asses out i think it's indecent so let's let's deal with that for a second let's talk about that it's indecent it's indecent to be nude in the modern world that's one of the most indecent things we can have there's a constant back and forth and i'm gonna get into body shaming after this and trust me my thoughts on body shaming are very very wide-ranging so uh prepare yourselves for that being naked is one of the most natural things that humans can ever fucking do. I don't know if you've ever been to a, like a nudist beach, a nudist colony. Not just a nudist beach. You know, you go on a holiday somewhere in Europe, probably, my American listeners. Europeans, you've already done it. I know you have. And you walk around just blowing in the wind, blowing in the breeze. You're not, you're not windmilling. You're not, you're not thr thrusting yourself into anyone's face. Here's the deal. Being nude is, is considered indecent in some Western societies, because you can't be naked without being indecent. 
That's your fucking issue. I went on an amazing holiday to Greece, to an island, little free camping island, where only pretty much only Greek people go. Free camping islands are always like that. They're the less touristic, more beautiful islands, very small, 150 people living on the island. Um, everyone who goes there is kind of like Greeks and hippies and just kind of chill people. And I went to this nudist beach and I was naked pretty much all day, every day for 10 days. Not once did I get an erection walking along seeing beautiful women naked next to me. Not once did I stare at a woman's breasts or her vagina whilst I was having a conversation with her. Not once did I see anyone do anything indecent to anyone. In fact, it made us all more relaxed. It makes us all more genuine. There was less bullshit in our conversation because you're going, hey, I'm bearing everything. I am as God intended me, if you believe in a God. I am as God intended me. The way I came into this world and the way I'm going to go out from this world is how I am right now. And it was beautiful. Very European way of thinking. I know Americans will be like, oh, well, of course the Europeans think that. They're all fucking, you know, sex pervs, blah, 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 blah. Guess what? We're not. We're not, dickhead. Sure, we're, we're more attuned to love and lust. And that's why we still have, you know, a national, <laughs> a national average of, of sex life that's way above the Americans in terms of how often they make love to their partners. But here's the deal. By the way, you can check that online. I'm sure someone will for me. I already did it the other day. I just forgot the exact figure. Should have written them down. Here's the deal. My argument to this guy was nudity could solve 90% of the world's problems. As soon as you strip people down to their bodies, A, you find out who the fucking creeps are. Easily. Easier to spot those motherfuckers. B, we realize that we're all the same. You think, you think there's going to be as much racism if people can see, oh, we've all got dicks and titties and vaginas. We're all the same. We're all made the same. It will make us infinitely more human and accepting of each other. Furthermore, all of those issues that you've had in your life, and I'm talking, uh, this is me as a, as a 33-year-old man. All of the issues that I've had in my life, right? Throughout my life. Violent problems with guys starting fights with me. You know, getting wasted and injuring yourself. Having, having spats with people. Uh, being accused of body shaming because, you know, you make a comment about a woman's body. Not that women don't constantly talk about men's tiny cocks all the time. It's another matter. We'll get onto that in a minute. All of these things would be rectified with a lack of clothing. With a nudist existence, in my opinion. Have you, can you imagine? Can you imagine two guys fighting in the streets with their cocks hanging out? No way. No way. That is never going to happen. It's never going to Bro, you want to throw down? I mean, not really. My penis is out and so is yours. And we might injure them. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Well, in that case, all right, you're kind of a dick, but fuck it. Let's just not bother. Okay, sure. Boom. Done. You think burglars are going to climb over barbed wire fences to rob your house? They cock and balls or their boobies hanging out? No way. You think you're going to get as fucked up when you're naked? Never. You're never going to get as fucked up when you're naked. One, you feel more, way more vulnerable to predators, etc. But two, you feel way more vulnerable to damaging yourself. Captain Space Frog in the chat says, I had two guys who were half naked at my sister's party and they were wrestling in the backyard on the grass. Captain Space Frog, I got a news flash for you. They weren't wrestling, bro. They weren't wrestling. They were working out some closet tendencies and they were just trying to work out how do we make this so it's all right? And guess what? If they were naked a little bit more around each other, they'd probably work out that they like each other in that way. This is the problem. We're a regressive society. We think we're so evolved, so developed, Look at us. Oh, I'm uh, I'm uh, I, I'm I'm very bright. I'm very forward thinking. I'm 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 clearly a wonderful character. I know myself. You don't know shit. You don't know shit until you've stared <laughs> into the urethra of another man. You don't know who you are until you've danced with a woman without getting a boner, completely naked. You don't know who you are. 
And so you've exerted that self-control on your own body and accepted other people's bodies. All I'm saying is, the more guys that would literally have their dick swinging, the less guys who would metaphorically swing their dicks. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. So I had this argument with this guy. He still thought it was indecent. I said, you don't have to look, bro. And also, if your kids, if you're worried about kids seeing men in arseless chaps on the street, a gay pride parade, then you're A, uncomfortable explaining to your children that's how a man's body looks like. You're clearly too aggressive in your own home that your child's never seen you walk around naked. Really? Didn't you, didn't you bathe your child naked? Did you keep them dressed up? Did you make them feel embarrassed about their naked body? That's a sad way to live, man. I'm never going to raise my kids to be terrified of their body or other people's bodies. I'm going to raise them to be like, hey, being natural is natural. That's the way the world should be. And it's great to be like that. And yeah, look, these guys are wearing chaps with their bums hanging out because they like it. They like their bums. Hey, if you like your bum, when you grow up, you're allowed to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to let my kid run along the beach. Little cock and balls hanging out. Little foof, whatever, whatever child I have. Just run. You're a baby. Run. Be naked. Do your thing. It's great. We're so quick to cover ourselves up. I feel like it's a good point to, to start talking about, the, uh, about body shaming. Got accused recently of body shaming someone. And, um, and I did. I made a comment about someone's body. And uh, the comment I made wasn't very nice. It was a knee-jerk comedian reaction to uh, something that was being read out to me on a show. And I made an offhand comment, a little snapback, comedy comeback. And I thought about it afterwards and I thought, yeah, it wasn't a nice thing to say. Now, I stand by it for two reasons. The first reason is because this person isn't someone that I think is very nice. And uh, when I don't think you're nice, I'll insult any facet of you. I won't insult your gender, your race, your religion, or your sexuality. But I'll insult any facet of you, what you physically are. I'll mock your physicality. I'll mock your sound of your voice. I'll mock your... Any part of your aesthetic. I'll mock your personality. And I did both in this statement. Here's how I thought about it. I'm like, you know what, actually? Ah, body shaming. We're living in an age right now. You check on the, you know, you check on Instagram. You look at Instagram. Biggest Instagram followers. We're obsessed with hot bodies. We're obsessed with unrealistic expectations of bodies. And the reaction to that now, lately, has been an acceptance of all bodies. Well, guess what? I am a little bit heavier than I'd like to be around my midriff because I drink alcohol. But physically, I'm in great shape because I'm going to the gym four or five times a week now. I had to change that. I had to change my body to feel happier about my body. And I also changed my body to feel healthier in my body. I don't think that it's right to say, hey, listen, you are beautiful, whatever size you are, whatever body you're in, however you feel, you are, a you know what, fuck no, I've been in enough men's gym changing rooms and swiped left on enough Tinder profiles to know that not everyone is fucking beautiful, to me, because beauty is a subjective fucking thing, oh but it shouldn't be, it should be objective, we're all beautiful, no we're fucking not, I guarantee there are 10 people listening to this podcast right now who think I am handsome as fuck, and I guarantee there's at least 10, if not more, who think I'm ugly as fuck. And guess what? They're allowed to have that opinion. It's an opinion. It's an opinion. And opinions... <sighs> opinions are okay to have. It doesn't mean I want to hear your opinion, as I said at the beginning of the show. Some of you are just thinking, dumb. But you're allowed to have it. I can't stop you having an opinion. We just... Here's the deal. What the reaction to body shaming has done is meant that we've let people be incredibly okay with the idea of being morbidly obese, of being overweight, of being unhealthy, of not checking their health, 
their physical their physical presence regularly to make sure they're, they're being the best version of themselves. Guess what? I don't want people in my family to be obese because I don't want them to die early or have health problems or suffer from unnecessary stress and misery because they didn't look after their shit. Now, here's the difference. Telling someone that they can conquer their physical problems, change their body to be how they want it to be. That's positive. That's a great message. That's a wonderful message. I'm all for that. And as someone who takes it upon themselves to do physical exercise in that way, to train to do that, and is doing that process right now myself, I'm all for that. You can be what you want to be. You can get the body you want. Absolutely. That's positive. That's great. Telling someone, it doesn't matter. Hey, hey, hey. You're 30 stone, okay? You're five foot and you're 30 stone. You are beautiful just the way you are. No, you're fucking not. You're obese. You're going to die. You're going to die and you're obese. Guess what? Stop eating fucking McDonald's. Cut down on the sodas. Get on a treadmill. You are fat and you are unhealthy and you are never going to be happy mentally. Let's forget physically. You are not going to be happy mentally until you change your mental attitude and the way that you treat your body. That's how I feel about it. It's just, it's, we've hit a, a crazy point. I only want people posting LMFAO if they're actually fat. I just want fat people to be laughing their fat asses off. That's okay. Skinny people, you don't get to use that anymore. <laughs> that's, that, that's how we're going to do it. I'm going to give, fat people, you get that, but we also get to tell you, hey bro, you know what? I love you. I'm your friend. You've got to cut down on the on the portions, man, because I'm terrified for your health. As opposed to me going, you are beautiful just the way you are. No, you're gonna get diabetes. Bro, you're 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 gonna get gangrene. Your foot is gonna is gonna fall off. It's gonna rot and fall off. Your ankles are gonna take so much weight that they're gonna collapse in on themselves and you're gonna be stuck sat in a lazy boy sipping a big gulp. Day in, day out. Stop. Stop fucking eating. Let's stop making this okay. Let's help these people to feel better. And, and here's how it fucks me up. Because guess what? If you are drinking too much, if you are taking drugs, if you are damaging your body in that way, everyone and their mother is ready to do an intervention. Everyone and their mother is ready to go, hey man, you really got to get a grip. Okay, I love you and I want you to change and I need you to be happy in yourself. And you're clearly doing this because you're not happy and we can change that. We have to work on the mental and the physical, uh, sorry, the psychological element and then we can also get the physical side of you to a place where you feel good and you feel positive. Well, guess what? The same thing applies to overeating. It's, it's a mental problem. It's a psychological problem. It's stimulated by psychological problems more often than not. No one is there going, you know what? I just love being a fat bitch. I just love being a fat fuck. I like eating. It makes me happy to have to clean under rolls my skin. I'm into that and I love eating and I want to die early and this is the life I'm choosing. If you can hand on heart say all of those fucking things to me, then crack on. Crack on. But guess what? I guarantee, guarantee anyone who is unhealthy in an aspect of their life, myself included, I'm not exempt from this. I eat portion sizes that maybe I should cut down on. I know that. And I'm trying to work on that. I drink booze. And I drink booze way more than my friends do. I need to cut down on that because it's not healthy for me. And all these things are things that I'm changing. And I know that I have to change my psychological outlook on it as well as the physical factuality of doing it. I just don't like the normalization of this. Captain Space Row, I don't understand why people try to normalize obesity. Because we're living in an age now, it's all part of the social climate where we have to accept everyone. Guess what? There's certain things we don't have to accept. I don't have to accept neo-Nazis espousing racial hatred on the fucking streets on a march. I don't have to, I don't have to accept that or tolerate that. I don't have to accept that everyone is beautiful no matter their body size if I think someone is damaging their health and is obese. I don't think that I have to accept that. I shouldn't have to accept that. I don't have to accept that some guy thinks that gay guys can't just walk around with their fucking asses hanging out at gay pride parade because he doesn't like it. Get fucked. I get, just let them do it. His argument, his counter argument will be like, well, I don't have to accept them doing it. I go, yeah, you do because they're not harming anyone. People who are obese are harming themselves, harming their bodies. Nazis espousing racial hatred are harming other people. They're inciting hatred and violence towards people. 
Guys dancing. Yes, queen. They're not hurting anyone. Stick on a RuPaul. Do me a favor. Get online right now after this. If you're if you listen to this already, online. Open up a window. Get yourself over to iTunes. Download one of Ru- RuPaul's albums. One of RuPaul's albums. And stick it on. And tell me you don't want to dance with your ass out. It's fucking dope. That was not a sponsored ad, by the way. That was just bigging up the Queen of Queens. I don't know. We normalize everything now. We normalize every kind of behavior because we're terrified that someone somewhere will get offended. I see it more and more in the comedy clubs. Um, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, a friend of mine, Aaron Berg, he was due to perform on the Just For Last Festival in Montreal, Canada. A wonderful festival. Uh, this was going to be a big deal for Aaron Berg because he's been doing a lot of TV over the last year. He's done a lot of good shows. He's been working his ass off. He's just had a new baby. Him and his wife, um, she's, she's a fantastic stand-up comedian as well, Chrissy Mienberg. She just recorded a one-hour special. He just recorded the show. He does a podcast. He's having some success, and he was due to perform at the Just For Last Festival, and it was going to be a great, a great, great step up in the industry for this man to excel beyond where he's at right now. Got an email the other day. I should actually read it verbatim. Um, let me uh, let me pull it up on the old on the PC, and then uh, and I can read it out to you guys. So depressing, such a depressing message to read. <clears throat> Here we go. He says, this is what he says, Aaron. This was sent to me from an independent producer, says Aaron Berg. It in no way reflects on any of the people the amazing festival mentioned, just for last festival he's talking about. It is what comedy can become if we aren't vehement. Now, this is, this is, this is, a, this is quote, the letter he received from the Just For Last Festival. Good afternoon, Aaron. As you may know, since the Harvey Weinstein scandal, we have witnessed an avalanche of information and allegations of sexual abuse of all kinds. Of course, there's been tons of people. Tons of people. Everyone's been brought down. And they're not, not even just the, the, the factually evident perpetrators of crimes. There's huge amounts of people just claiming shit happened. Or jumping and piggybacking on that hashtag MeToo movement to just accuse people without any legal standpoint, without any due process. Anyway, he says, as you know, this is what the letter says, as you may know, since the Harvey Weinstein scandal, we've witnessed an avalanche of information and allegations of sexual abuse of all kinds. Even in Canada, the president of the Just For Last Festival is involved in dozens of horrendous stories of sexual abuse that have just come to light after more than 30 years of secrecy. Again, doesn't say if anything has been confirmed, but I mean, if there's dozens of horrendous stories of sexual abuse, is there likely to be some truth to it? Who knows? The letter continues. Since the stories about comedian Louis C.K. have appeared to the general public, some doors have closed regarding our business relationship with certain partners, especially in the comedy department. Okay, here's where it's going. Because of some bad shit, a handful of people did in the entertainment industry, we are closing doors in comedy with regards to our comedy department. It continues. Due to these circumstances, all doors are now closed to any material with sexual content. So we are unfortunately no longer in positions to work on any project that has a sexual content that may offend anyone. Let me reread that one more time. One more time. Due to these circumstances, Harvey Weinstein, Louis C.K., you know, what's what's his name? Uh, Fucking... Oh, God. Ugh, House of Cards. What's House of Cards guy called? Whatever. Him. <laughs> Due to these circumstances, all doors are now closed to any material with sexual content, so we are unfortunately no longer in positions to work on any project that has a sexual content that may offend anyone. Because of what these... Kevin Spacey, there you go, I got it now. Because of what these, the minority of this industry, a small number of people within this industry have done, they are stopping any content at one of the most major, well-respected and globally known 
comedy festivals in the world, they are stopping any comedy with sexual content or any projects that has a sexual content that may offend anyone. Guess what? Guess what? Comedy offends some people. Everything that a comedian says is a subjective opinion. It's an observation. It's a joke. It's designed to test the waters. If it's good comedy, it's designed to change your way of thinking about the subject matter. And if you're the kind of person who is offended by hearing a different point of view, you shouldn't be in a fucking comedy venue. Comedy isn't designed to unnecessarily upset or incite hatred against, but of course it's there to offend some people. Because you can't say, hey, guess what? Someone gets on stage and starts saying, hey, God is great, God is beautiful. That might offend someone who is, you know, an atheist. If they're dumb enough to be offended by that, then that offends atheism. And sexual content has been the mainstay of humour for people of both genders and all races since time immemorial. There is nothing more amusing that two people can engage in than fucking. You ever watched two people fuck? I have. I have. It's amusing. If you break it down to what it is, it's so funny to watch. Sexy, but also ridiculous and funny. And the more adventurous you get with your fucking, the more amusing it looks. They continue their letter. They go, I sincerely believe in your exceptional talent. Talking to Aaron Berg your charisma and your stage presence, but unfortunately I am no longer able to do anything for the development of your present projects. We cannot do anything to help you, this person of exceptional talent, charisma and stage presence. We cannot help you. We're cutting you off from this festival because you've got sex jokes in your material or jokes of a sexual nature in your material and we can't do anything to help you. Well, hang on a sec. Hang on a second. You can't say to him, hey, listen, if you've got a set that doesn't include jokes about fucking, we can build that in. We'll, we'll definitely find a spot for you. Uh, hey, maybe you could do your podcast and just keep the sex stuff out of it. I don't know. Maybe we could do this. Maybe we could do that. Maybe we could give you a hosting role. You could host. So in that case, please don't do any sex material, but we could have you hosting one of our other shows because we believe you're exceptionally talented, charismatic, and have stage presence. Well, if he's so fucking brilliant, why are you cutting him out completely? He's clearly talented enough to adhere to some of those rules if you gave him the option. And then they finish, I remain a great admirer of your work and I wish you all the success and happiness for you and your family. Well, guess what? Your, 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 your admiration isn't what he needs. Your fucking job is what he needs. He needs to pay his bills. He needs to provide for his baby. Hurty Noob in the chat right now says, one bad apple spoils the bunch. It's an unfortunate but predictable reaction. No, I think it's an unfortunate and stupid reaction. Sure, sure. What's happened and what's come to light within Hollywood and within the comedy industry and within politics. I mean, we're, we're ignoring the politicians. You've got a president, remember, who has something like 16 sexual abuse claims against him. Sexual assault, not sexual abuse. Sexual assault claims against him. And he's still running your fucking country. No one's talking about that. But what, a comedian jerks off in front of three support acts and suddenly now no comedy can include sexual content. What? What? Are you fucking kidding me? Hey, guess what? Your biggest draw at Just For Last Festival in previous years has been Amy Schumer. You ever watched an Amy Schumer set? I have. Let it sink in. Are they going to tell this incredibly famous, prevalent within the industry, female comedian, that she can't tell a dick joke? <clears throat> no. No, they're not. No, they are not. You think she's going to stop doing comedy material? Sexual comedy material? No. No, she won't. Why? Because jokes about sex are amusing. Sex, love, heartbreak, work, age. These are some of the most prevalent subject matters in comedy and always will be because they determine a human's existence. 
Love and sex and intimacy is one of the things that we all hope for and yearn for on a daily basis. You can't remove that from comedy because it's such a mainstay of one of the things we think about a lot and that determines who we are as a person. The relationships I've had in my life, for better, for worse, wonderful ones, awful ones, have given me more life experience than probably any other facet of my life. You learn about people by being intimate with them, by getting to know them, by being physically and emotionally intimate with people. It's just, it's ludicrous. It's ludicrous. It's fucking mental. And this is literally, this spells the end of comedy. Basically what the world is saying right now, this is where the world is at right now. Me getting banned on Twitch. Aaron Burr getting this kind of a letter from Just For Last Festival. That guy getting upset because some gay dudes were wearing arseless chaps at a pride parade. Neo-Nazis upset because they couldn't espouse their horrendous shit and didn't expect to get punched in the fucking face. The guy who's upset about The Simpsons having an Asian character that has a fucking Indian accent and says, please come again. All of these things, what we've now, what we've now done is we've given voice, platform and presence to the offended generation. You're celebrated for being offended by stuff. Well, guess what? You don't have to be offended by it. You don't have to. You know how you, you, know how you stop being offended by stuff? Stop being offended by it. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. It's the offended generation's time right now. And it's going to castrate, belittle, and modify for the worse every facet of artistic creativity that is out there. I'm talking about TV shows, film, music, comedy, sculpture, painting, photography. Every single facet of creative art right now, if you offend someone in any way, shape or form, it can be shut down. It can be shut down. And that's where we're at. If you're offended by anything I said in this podcast, good. <laughs> good. Fuck you. Um, we've run to an hour there. I think I'm going to wrap it there, guys. That was a great first episode. I enjoyed talking to you guys. It's, it's, it's interesting. Um, espousing my thoughts. And it's going to be interesting to see what the reaction is. Because for every action, there's a reaction. I hope that you see it for what it is. Which is... My standpoint is to try and bring about a world where we're accepting of all people. But that also means that I think we have to, we have to stamp down on the bullshit that the far right and the far left are trying to place upon us. You can't have an opinion or anything. You can't say this word. You can't go to this thing. You can't express yourself in this way. On the, on the far left and on the far right, they're saying exactly the same thing, but for the opposite reasons. We should be able to say this thing. We should be able to have this march about this. We should be able to do that, blah, 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 blah. Liberals are fucking this, liberals are that. You're just, you're all idiots, man. You're all idiots. Everyone's trying to censor everyone from both ends of the spectrum, the far right and the far left. Well, guess what? As time goes on, I'm pushed more and more and more towards the middle and I know there's a huge amount of you out there who are in exactly the same position as me. A huge. I think we're the majority. I think decent people with a balanced outlook on the world make up the majority of people on this planet. And there's a ton of you. There's a ton of you who are comfortable fucking, drinking, laughing, and spending time with people of all genders, races, religions, classes, and sexualities. And there's also a whole lot of you who won't get overtly offended if someone says, ah, oh, you've been a bit retarded. Ah, oh, stop being a bitch to a woman. Ah, oh, God, man, he's acting like he's got a tiny cock to a man. These things, it's not the end of the world. If you're super offended by it, you know what? You're part of the problem. Anyway, Savage Snowflake, first podcast. I hope you enjoyed the first episode. Thank you very much for joining me. Um, remember, if you want to be part of the second one and you want to be part of it live, I'm going to be recording every Tuesday live at youtube.com slash 
Jeff Leach TV. J-E-F-F-L-E-A-C-H TV. Now, if you want to drop me any thoughts about the podcast, feel free to do so. Info at jeffreleach.com. That's how you can get a hold of me. And I will respond to the ones that aren't just horrendous trolling efforts. And, uh, and I've got a whole load of subject matters that I'm ready to talk about next week. So we'll come back with a, a second powerful podcast. Download it on iTunes and SoundCloud. Even if you watched it live today, I'd appreciate you downloading it and starting to get a little bit of traction for this thing. And thank you for being the best guest a man could ever hope for. You guys in the chat right now. I see you all. I appreciate you being here and throwing in your two cents. I've been Jeff Leach. I've been Savage. I've been a Snowflake. And I'll see you next week.